Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. And good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It is six minutes past the top of the hour. We got one hour talking about stuff, political stuff, that makes a difference in your world in a way that hopefully you can use them to change your world. The attorney general of Missouri is a guy by the name of Eric Schmidt. He won the Missouri primary against the former governor, former Navy SEAL, much maligned Eric Greitens. He won the primary in terms of running for the U.S. Senate. He just wrote a letter in July to the director of the FBI and basically said, the FBI has informed several Missouri County sheriffs they'll be showing up in August to audit the concealed carry permit holder records. He says, basically pound sand because it's illegal under Missouri law to reveal that to you. Now, the reason that I share this with you is because this is all about the sheriff, the constitutional sheriff, who under the constitution is the highest law enforcement authority in the land in the sheriff's county. It's a big deal. And sheriffs have defended their counties from incursions by the federal government and federal government agencies. There's a long list of them. But here's what I think you need to know that is so important and why you need to contact your local sheriff wherever that sheriff is, whether it's in Lynn County, Marion County, Polk County, Yamhill County, anybody within the sound of this broadcast, whether it's live or later, doesn't matter. You need to contact them. First of all, learn what a constitutional sheriff is. You can do that by going to the constitutional sheriff's website. Okay? Understand why they have the power that they have. Understand that. So that you can talk intelligently to your sheriff. Now, you know, sheriffs, of course, are elected as our county clerks, as are your county commissioners. I keep telling you folks, you want to change Oregon, you want to get us back to where we need to be in elections where we can trust them, get rid of the machines. Sheriffs are key to this. There are other strategies too. I talked with you about one of them yesterday and that was that grand jury investigation strategy. You need to go back to yesterday's Podcast. This is Senator Dennis Linthicum and our own Senator Kim Thatcher 
this is a law that must be adhered to by federal government officials. And it's been used before. Anyway, the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And it was started by Sheriff Richard Mack. He's the guy who challenged the Brady Law in the 80s and won in front of the Supreme Court. You need to go there. It's CSPOA.org. CSPOA.org and learn what a constitutional sheriff is because we need to push back against the FBI, which is going to do the same thing if they haven't done it already here in Oregon, folks. And Eric Schmidt, the attorney general of Missouri, lays out why we in America no longer trust the FBI because it's become a political weapon, a tool. Your sheriff is key along with all of these other things we've talked about. The voter registration efforts. And in fact, I've got a great suggestion, and I want to ask you about this. One of our listeners emailed me, and by the way, if you want to call or give me your thoughts on this, you can do that by calling 503-589-1220. That is the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Or send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news, and I will do my best to read it on the air. Here's what Fred writes me. A a political coffee weekly get-together. Tuesday. Hmm. He says, thanks for your dedication to this political coffee morning radio show, Jeff. In the next eight weeks before the 2022 midterm elections, I was wondering if we could meet the people interested, the people that are interested, could meet at the Honky Tonk Bar on Hillcrest. It's actually on McGillcrest, but that's okay. And exchange materials and strategies and ideas for canvassing using OregonPeoplesVote.com materials. Also, you ought to consider having an interview with the representative from OregonPeoplesVote.com in the next couple of weeks. Have a good morning program. I will be listening. So what do you think about that idea? I, mean, I, I emailed Fred back and I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. I'll pray about it. We'd have to be on Tuesdays. That's the only evening of the week that I can do that kind of thing. What do you think about that? Should we get together weekly between now and the midterms every Tuesday night at the Honky Tonk? Have dinner, talk it over, strategies, what are we learning, increasing the effort at voter registration, auditing, and analysis, at the cast vote records, what all of that really means, at using them to go to your county clerk to provide evidence and ask the county clerk to do something, what would that be? Well, it depends on what the evidence is that you acquire. But if you have affidavits signed by a number of voters, by at least 100, you've got fraud. 
And the county clerk cannot, must not, ignore it. Now, if the county clerk does, the next thing you do is go to the sheriff. Now, the sheriff happens to be running for re-election. And my old friend Paul Moore is running as a constitutional sheriff already for 2024. Now, when you're running for election, I can tell you, or re-election, you are sensitive to what people think. And you ought to be. You ought to be listening. And understanding what is the will of the people. Well, if lots of people are coming to you with evidence that there is fraud, you need to ask them to initiate an investigation into the fraud. Because that then puts pressure on your county clerk. But it also puts pressure on the sheriff who's running for election to do the right thing, especially if you're citing Oregon and federal law. Now, if you couple that then with the strategies of the grand jury investigation or the bonds for the win, the bond strategy, which is a powerful strategy in and of itself, and it works, folks, been used all across the country. Most people don't even know about it. Now you put enormous pressure on these sheriffs and the clerks. And then you make sure, as and Art brought this up yesterday, and I think it's the right thing. Simultaneously, you're talking to the county commissioners at county commission meetings. And you're presenting the evidence to them so that they then can back up the sheriff and the county clerk. In doing what? Well, fixing the fraud, which may mean that the sheriff has to get involved telling the county clerk, doesn't matter what state law says, I'm the, ha- the highest law enforcement officer according to the U.S. Supreme Court in this county. And you're going to clean up your voter rolls from the dead people. From the people who do not live, according to these signed affidavits, which, by the way, is admissible in court evidence. You need to clean up the voter rolls. And that sheriff then, and this is why the cast vote records are so important, can decide if, in fact, they want to seize the machines. Now, in that regard, I got an email from... And a good email from um, a state employee who shall never be named to protect his or her identity. And the state employee asked some very good questions, and I will answer them. But he asked this question in the beginning of his email to me. He says, instead of mailing our ballots, if we open them and vote at the county clerk's office on election day afternoon or put completed ballots in a drop box, will that still ensure that they are counted and overwhelm the system so there is no or little voting fraud? Then this person asked three questions. 
Both they still be counted by the machines. The clerk and election officials will not be prepared and will not have the personnel and resources to count the votes by hand. They receive votes seven days after election day. Won't that give those manipulating the count time to determine how many illegitimate ballots to add to the system with or without the use of the machines? Number three, since the fraudsters know that many conservatives will hold their votes until election day, won't they likely come up with a different scheme or simply estimate how many conservative Republican ballots may come in and manufacture enough illegal votes to compensate for the election day voting surge? Yes, those are all very good questions. And there's an answer to each of them. From my perspective, and frankly, from other people's perspectives. And I will talk about them as we get on the other side of this. A couple of other things. Christine Drazen holds a roundtable on public safety, which is a key issue. This is a K2 News story. I saw it on Channel 12, by the way. So she got a little free media there. It was a bunch of Republican activists is who it was, but they're business owners and they've experienced all of the defunding and homelessness and all the problems of crime in the Portland area. It's a good thing and I'm glad she did it. But there's a great piece there, a quote from Betsy Johnson, who's also in the news. We'll get to all of this when we come back. The other side of the break at 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220. Yes, is the Power Buke GMC talk line. You can send me an email to Jeff at 1220 dot am or jeff at kslm dot news uh gonna be another really hot day today and if you're uncomfortable at home because your air conditioning system just ain't working right i know it's improper english to use word ain't but i'm doing it for dramatic prose you know freedom heating and air check them out in fact, one of the ways they've built such a great business in the Mid-Valley here for almost 50 years, one of the ways is the fact that they specialize in emergency services. So in other words, your system's not working, call them. They'll get out to you right away. Faster than most of their competitors, by the way. We've had callers tell us that. 503-580-1456. You ought to give them a call. 580 580- 1456 or check out their website freedomheatingandair.net that's freedomheatingandair.net so let me answer the questions holding your ballots to the latter part of the day on election day is Part of the strategy. But even in a state like 
Oregon, which has ensconced in state law every avenue of cheating that has already been discovered. So it's law. They can do it. Yet the fraud involved in using the law is still illegal. So if we hold all of our votes until election day, it has to be not just Republicans doing it. Betsy needs to be talking about it. With all of the people that are Democrats, and she's taking a substantial number of Democrats from, again, the polls show this, She's taking a lot of Democrat votes from Tina. She's taking a bunch of Republican votes. There's a reason why 10 of us, former Republican legislators, have endorsed Betsy Johnson and not Christine Drazen. Why do you think that is? Well, we need to be telling everybody in our world, like I am you today, to hold your votes until election. And frankly, it is in Christine's best interest to be saying that also. The only person who wouldn't say it and put it out there would be Tina. Why? Well, because she is at least in part an architect of the vote fraud that we have discovered so far. Now, all of the strategies that we have to deal with this are in play here and can have an impact. Are they, are any one of them the magic bullet? No, they're not. There have to be other things that are part of the strategy. And so I'm asking you this question, this, this, this comment, this email I got from one of our listeners, Fred, about meeting at Tuesday nights, every Tuesday night, a political coffee meeting in the evening and Tuesday evenings at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill here in Salem and discussing these strategies, finding out what are the efforts on the part of Oregon People's Vote and other groups that are out there finding counterfeit voters and phantom voters. What do you think about that idea? Now, it's a little harder for me to do that, and I'll get back to addressing the the actual comments here in this email, but Curtis writes me an email, says, I think it would be great, even would like to have weekly morning coffee groups of like-minded meet in Salem, like you had at the state capitol. Well, I wouldn't be able to do the coffee mornings, but others of you could. Maybe KSLM, and this is an interesting idea, we could approach uh, the sisters that own this radio station to sort of sponsor a morning coffee group. Hmm, that's an interesting idea. Anyway, what do you think about a Tuesday evening group just between now and the elections. Now, it's harder for me to do those things, but I'll, I'll pray about it. I'll think about it because I'm having to do a lot of field work right now as a farmer. And the days are getting shorter, so I have to run till late in the evening. Like last night, I ran till 8.30, blew off the tractor. By the time I got home, got a shower, called my mother and got to bed. It's 10 o'clock. It's a short night. But I might just be convinced that this would be a good thing to do. Oregon People's Vote would have to step up and be a part of that. Or any other group, by the way, in Yamhill County, 
in Polk County, even in Lynn County. So to answer these questions about us holding our vote until election day, number one, won't they still be counted by the machines? The clerk and election officials will not be prepared and will not have the personnel and resources to count the votes by hand. Yes, they're not going to count the votes by hand unless we force them to. Yes, they're going to be counted by the machines. That's correct. But it's the algorithms and it's the people that have hacked the county machines and the state machines. Those are the people that we are trying to confound. Now, they will still be counted by the machines and they will see the numbers. What this does, it slows down the hackers, which always seem to benefit the Democrats. Hmm. Now, there are two other questions here, and we'll get to them on the other side of the break, because this is important. What do you think? 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buke GMC talk line. Should we start meeting on Tuesday evenings with Oregon's People's Vote? Hmm? Come on and sing my song. It's an interesting idea. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Another state employee who shall never be named because I keep you all anonymous likes the idea uh, suggested by one of our listeners, Fred, in an email to me earlier in the day, or actually early this morning, about meeting together as a political coffee group with Oregon People's Vote. That's the group that's going out, knocking on doors, finding the fraudulent and counterfeit votes in Marion County. Meeting on Tuesday nights at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. What do you guys think about that? Now, that would take some commitment from me because I would want to be there every Tuesday night. This state employee says, I'd like the idea of meeting Tuesday nights. I will start praying to see if that's what would be what the Lord would want me to do. I really like the idea. What do you think we ought to do? It's a, it's a great concept. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick's GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. I want to thank uh, Hemp and CBD Outlet. That's ProBioscience. This is this great Salem-based company. And they are one of our sponsors, and they have been for a long time now, because I use their products, and I frankly love their products. Now, I, I know that they use only 
Oregon grown CD, CBD rather, because I was a CBD grower, as a hemp grower, you guys know that, and I sold my CBD oil to them to be made into products that I use, like that butter salve, which is incredibly good in terms of relieving the pain from sore joints. In fact, I've got um, some soreness that I need to deal with today, and I'm going to rub it on because it works for me. But also their sleep formula if you have trouble going to sleep at night. It's all natural. Doesn't It isn't anything bad for you. Now, in the month of September, if you want to get 15% off, they're already low prices. Just go to their website, hempandcbdoutlet.com. It's all one word, hempandcbdoutlet.com. And for the month of September, you can get 15% off if you use the word school. That's right. This is the month kids go back to school. In fact, I think yesterday was the first day in most places of public school. Use the word school, you get 15% off. Again, it's great, all-natural, Oregon-grown product from a great Salem-based Oregon company. Probioscience. Hemp and CBD outlet. Use the word school. You get 15% off. I'll get to the phones in a moment, Jerry and Art. You guys hang on. But I, I, I want to finish a couple of things here. Betsy Johnson in this story about Christine Drazen's roundtable was also asked. And she said last week in an event on public safety that she, she wants to use state troopers in Portland as well as bolstering the Portland Police Bureau. She said, quote, I'll fight to reinstate the Oregon State Police presence in Portland, and I'll use the bully pulpit and any leverage that I have to fully reactivate Portland's gang intervention unit to stop the literal bleeding on the streets of Portland. That's the right approach. And that needs to be communicated powerfully in her ads. I haven't seen it yet. In fact, yesterday, I sent her a couple of texts with the very ideas and stories, including one of them about a a twice-released rioter by the DA. You know, the woke, Soros-funded Mike Schmidt. And this guy gets arrested a couple of days ago as being part of a child sex trafficking ring. Yeah, she ought to use that. And along with these other stories to reinforce everything she said in this K2 news story. It's the smart thing to do and it would have a powerful impact. Now I wanna get back to, before I go to the phones here, this other state employees questions. The first one was, If we hold our ballots until election day, won't they still be counted by machines? Yes, they would be. But holding the ballots until election day makes it harder for them to cheat. Because you see, they have algorithms set up. And when the algorithms can't keep up because there's too many to count, the algorithms start making mistakes. No kidding, they do. Those mistakes can be detected later. Now, it doesn't help you during the current election, but it does later forensically when you get the log files. 
And that's what this big lawsuit in Washington County is all about. That's how Oregon's, this is why, because Ellen Rosenblum, Oregon's AG, admitted in the court filing opposing the release of the log files because here's what she admitted, that the machines can be hacked wirelessly. So the people that are hacking and watching the vote count come in day by day by day are going to have to make, well, I want to go to question three. Question three is, since the fraudsters know that many conservatives will hold their vote until Election Day, won't they likely come up with a different scheme or simply estimate how many conservative Republican ballots may come in and manufacture enough illegal votes to compensate for the Election Day voting surge? Yes, they will. It's possible. But they make mistakes in doing that, and they still have to hand those ballots in. They still have to put them in the mail. They still have to put them in ballot drop boxes. This is where we are observing, if we are organized and filming that very activity. 2,000 mules comes into place because they're going to have to pay people to do this, and that's illegal under federal law, number one. And if we're watching the ballot boxes and if we're filming them or if they are already videoed, you can catch that. Again, this is a forensic thing that happens later. Folks, we're not going to fix this problem overnight. We've had 20 years of, of the fraudster has have had 20 years to refine the fraudulent practices. It's still illegal to do some of the things they're doing. We got to catch them in the act. It's going to take us a while to fix it. Number two, the second question is they receive votes seven days after election day. Won't that give those manipulating count time to, to determine how many illegitimate ballots to add to the system with without the use of the machines? Yes, it will. It will give them time. But that gives us time to observe the fraudulent ballots coming in. And it gives us time to have strike teams ready to go every day to go find, go knock on those doors that day. And because those results will be released because we'll know whose ballots are turned in every day. We will know who those people are. And if we have strike teams ready to go, they go out and they knock on those doors. And immediately if we find that they did not vote or somebody voted in their name and they didn't vote or that person didn't live there or maybe that person doesn't exist because it's a vacant lot. We then immediately compile those and we go to a judge and we ask for a suspension of that vote being counted because it's fraudulent. And you have an affidavit that says it's fraudulent because that's still against the law. That's how you deal with it. Let's go to the phones. We'll start with Jerry. Jerry, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Go Ducks. Go Beavs. Yeah. Good thing about getting blown out by 50 is you can't fall off the floor. <laughs> I know. I was so, I got to tell you, I was so disappointed in that. I really thought the Ducks would do better. I did too. Um, but from a Duck fan standpoint, uh, uh, as bad as it was, I I kind of saw it coming with uh, with the way the uh, the new court the uh, the transfer quarterback has been uh, in uh, play in the past and in the spring game, and I just don't know why they they won't play the kid. But 
yeah, they, that's uh, the coach's decision, and uh, for whatever reason, they're they're keeping him on the bench. So it's it's tough to watch. Um, along with what you're talking about with the uh, with the steal, um, it's now come out that Biden is the one that ordered the uh, the uh, raid on Trump's house. Uh, and what kind of uh, banana rep third world country are we now that we have a president ordering a hit job and trying to uh, imprison his main competitor? Well, that's kind of the impression I think that most people are getting. And I think it's sticking and it ought to stick. And this is why nobody believes, well, again, you said it's basically come out now that the White House was involved in this from day one. They, so that's they gotta, planned it. Yeah, I mean, th- this is exactly what we've been saying. It's a banana if republic. If you remember, if you remember, the weekend before it happened, Biden was on vacation and so was Ray. Where do you think they were vacationing? <laughs> they were vacationing at Biden's place, planning the whole thing. This is this is criminal. This is Cuba, uh, Russia, you name it. This is something you see in North Korea, not America. The question is, and you're right, what do Republicans do about it if they get control of Congress? That's like an art. Hang on, I'll get you on the other side of the break. All right. Go next. Bye. Go east. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. So what do you think about the idea of meeting on Tuesday nights, Oregon's People's Votes and other groups at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill with me? Every Tuesday night between now and the election. Well, so far, I'm getting some fairly positive response. Oregon people's vote. Anna for schools. Anna writes me an email and says, as a person involved with Oregon people's vote, if you want to meet at the Honky Tonk Bar, I or someone from our group would be happy to meet with you. Tuesday evening is our meeting, but we can make arrangements. May just move the meeting to the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. It'd be fun, but it also would be good to talk strategy. And what we're finding might be a great idea. I'm very interested in that. Also, folks, if you're looking for a contractor, why don't you talk to Eric Azer at Righteous Renovations? He's one of our great sponsors. You know, we we interviewed him about three months ago on this show. He does things differently. He focuses on quality above all else. And he's honest with you. He's got a reputation for that. If you visit his website, you'll see some of the great work that he has done. That's good for you, especially if you're doing really extensive kitchen or a bathroom remodel, because those are areas of your house that can be really disruptive. I know because I've done it. I've disrupted my own life by doing that myself. So why don't you check out Eric's website, RighteousRenovations.com. Look at the great before and after pictures and the great customer testimonials. Righteous Renovations. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. 
Morning, Jeff. I was just thinking, you know, I've been listening to a lot of this constitutional sheriff uh, stuff and actually what they can do to help. And what if we kind of put the pressure on our sheriffs to uh, actually deputize people to watch over the vote, making sure that dead people don't vote and uh, non-citizens don't vote, et cetera, et cetera. From my understanding, the sheriff does have the authority to deputize individuals, uh, and he could do that, and then (laughs) they can exclude a deputy from watching over the vote as it transpires the day of the election and the seven days after to make sure that at least in Marion County, no illegal votes get through and no illegal votes get counted. Art's another great idea that you have. I I know you've mentioned that before. I think that is a very good strategy. And I think it's one that we ought to be suggesting to the sheriff after we bring the sheriff evidence of vote fraud. Nobody's going to do any, and this is why what Oregon's people vote in other groups, the Lane County group, the Coos County group, what other groups, in fact, Janice Dysinger of Clean Voter Rolls, cleanvoterrolls.com, she had a booth at the state fair. She is organizing groups art in every county in Oregon to do just this. But you got to have the evidence first. So you bring the, you find the evidence, you bring it to the clerk, and you bring it to the sheriff. Well, and yeah. you say, yeah, as part well, of this, deputy, you have to investigate, deputize people to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Great well, idea. and 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 my point here, Jeff, is that. Uh, they can protect against the fraud occurring. And my thought on that is that, uh, you know, it is the sheriff's responsibility to make sure that fraud doesn't happen. And therefore, he has every right to have these deputies there to ensure that the law isn't broken. Uh, You know, that's what sheriffs do and police do, they try to make sure that the laws aren't broken. And so my thought is just that he he could have the responsibility and go ahead and deputize them uh, to make sure that the laws aren't broken. You don't, that's what, that's what the police and the sheriffs are supposed to do. Make sure, protect our communities that laws aren't broken. You're absolutely right. They swear an oath to do that, as does the county clerk, as does the county commissioners. This is why we are so powerful. And we already know that the Democrats uh, have voted to allow 
dead people to stay on the rolls, which is actually committing fraud. And so they can be there to protect and make sure these dang dead people don't vote. Not only just dead people, but phantom people or that's counterfeit true. ballots. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's why, you know, uh, they're supposed to make sure laws aren't broken. And therefore, I think it justifies, you know, deputies being there and making sure that it doesn't happen during that week of the vote. Up to, you know, so that's just my thoughts, Jeff. And, I, I, and I think I, it's a great idea deputizing people with the power and the authority of the sheriff's office to be there. Uh, countermands any rules that the county clerk might put in place. Art, thank you. I appreciate it. Rules yeah, like uh, what they do in Multnomah County, where they have on purpose a small um, room filled with election observers who are looking at the signatures. They only allow, or at least they have in the past, only one observer from either party to observe about 12 computer screens, which is impossible, which means you cannot catch the bad signatures or the ones you want to flag. That's partly how they do the fraud. Denise writes an email about meeting on Tuesday nights. The She says, it sounds like a great idea to meet. I too have thought it would be nice to get together as a political coffee clatch. Oh, that's a great moniker. She says, unfortunately, I don't drive at night. I would guess you have two groups of listeners not working or working, each having different availabilities coming from different locations. I will be with you all in spirit. Depending on where you live, Denise, I bet we just might be able to find somebody to come and pick you up and drop you off. Who wouldn't be too far away so that we could do that? Folks, I am compiling a list of, remember, when I was at Mike Lindell's uh, Moment of Truth Summit, I took his list and I am adding in other lists, other things to the list, like the bonds for the win, like the grand jury investigation strategy we talked about yesterday that Kim Thatcher and Dennis Linthicum are doing on the national scale, folks. And this idea of deputizing people to be those election observers that the sheriff can basically tell Shamia Fagan and Kate Brown or any other governor, you go pound sand and I'm doing things this way to stop the fraud that I have seen and investigated with my own eyes. These are all great strategies, don't you think? Thank all of you for listening. Be blessed out there. Keep praying. Be willing to stand up and fight. Tomorrow.